Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. This week we got coronavirus time, and what I'm gonna discuss this week, other than that, is no, not really. I really want to give a quick disclaimer here. I'm not going to annoy you with any coronavirus bullshit. I'm gonna continue the podcast as usual. So what I'm going to actually talk about on this week's episode is three cool traditions that I inherited from Kim Kardashians, and I wanted to share them with you because I think they're really cool, and you should consider also doing them. Then a revelation that I found through looking to my old stuff, drawings and sketches from childhood memories, and then I also talk about the power of Vogue and the difference between following and leading, and the different aspects of looking at this abstraction. So let's jump right into this week. Episode of the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I mean, what a week! What a what a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! We're in the deep Corona time here in Germany. I think in general on the whole world, everything is breaking down right now. Everything is going crazy. Everybody is going crazy. We got lockdowns. We got schools closing. We got people buying toilet paper for no fucking reason. We are, we're in some heavy times right now. Um, but I think it's a, at the same time amazing for the people that are in lockdown, um, for thing, things that they can do and focus on. And for example, for me, there's a bunch of things that are limited for me right now, which I can't do. Um, or doesn't really make any sense to do right now. And that's, pretty much a great time if you are healthy and if you stay healthy by having the right still nutrition. I don't know if that's possible to maintain that throughout the entire corona time. Um, But for the people that are healthy, um, can be alone at home and maybe FaceTime with friends or something because they should not meet up, to be honest. Um, It's a great time to focus on certain things. And I maybe I want to do a certain, like an extra episode about the Corona downtime um, zone. Maybe an extra episode for the podcast where I talk about the things that you can focus on and what are actually like one of the advantages of having this lockdown right now. Um, But obviously it's a, it's a huge thing. It's, it's making waves into every single part of everyone's life that are kind of crazy. Um, but I don't really want to talk about it in this episode right here. Um, actually, we're recording this on a Tuesday. <laughs> so we're going back one day um, further as usual. But I I don't know. Um, it's, it's just crazy times. But as long as I keep doing the podcast, I'm happy with it. So it's not really about that. But obviously, I'm trying to get back into putting it out on Monday morning so that you have sort of this shorter schedule in place of knowing when the podcast is going to come out. I think the first thing that I want to talk about this week is something that I got reminded when I was um, looking a bunch of stuff, um, cleaning out the house and looking at old stuff from my childhood. And it reminded me of these traditions that I've found through the Kardashians, and to be honest, actually, it was, I think, only Kim Kardashian, um, and through watching the reality series by them, and they shared a bunch of really cool, I don't know, read if you call them traditions, yeah, on one hand, they are traditions, but also they're, like, cool things to do, which I definitely inherited from them, and want to continue inheriting from them, and I wanted to share 
them with you because I think they're pretty cool actually. So I think the first thing that they that they pretty famously for like the most famous tradition that they're doing is the Christmas card every year. It's basically a photo of the entire family um, that they send out to people. I think it's either just to wish them a Merry Christmas or to actually invite them to their Christmas party. I don't know which one of those two it is, um, but just the... And for them, it's not really about sending out the card. For them, it's about bringing all the family members together and having this um, photo every year where you, throughout time, will see the people change in terms of their looks. <laughs> and in certain people, they will see more change, and in certain people, they will less change. But no, that was just a just a joke on the side. But I think that is a great um, tradition to bring the family together if you have a have a bigger family, so to say, but I think everybody should have sort of this um, ability to make some sort of photo, even if there are just four people because they don't have any relatives. I, I think even then, it is still a great, to, a great tradition to inherit um, when it comes to when it comes to Christmas and creating sort of like that tradition around I'm um, creating those memories with this one photo that you do every single year and that you keep obviously you want to keep them so you can look through the times and see how the people look there and the general mood at that time I think that's a cool tradition that that's the first one that I think is most famous for Kardashians um, and the next one I think these two actually didn't came from the Keeping Up With The Kardashians series. I think they actually came from Kim Kardashian's Instagram story. I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter. It's from her. Um, and the second one that I wanted to talk about is the birthday letters that Kim Kardashian does for really close people. So she told, I think, in the Instagram story that she does that for her children, for her husband, obviously family members and really good friends. So not everybody, not the guy around the corner that you say hi to and call on his birthday. It's not a letter for them. Um, it's for really close people. And actually in this letter you talk about, it's like sort of like a maybe one page to three to four, but also could be more theoretically. Um, it's a letter where you talk to the person and tell them something that you normally wouldn't tell them in a lighthearted conversation. And I think that is a really amazing thing to be able to sit down and really think about the relationship and connection that you have with that person and tell them something that you would tell them uh, right now on a really deep level that you wouldn't normally talk about. Um, it's I don't know if it's a personal thing for me um, that I wouldn't talk about like certain life changes in a certain matter um, with people in a conversation and I think it would sort of get awkward and also I think you're able to translate your words and what you your meaning behind your message um, in a different way when you do it in a letter and I think that's an amazing gift to give people on their birthday and also establishes a deeper connection with them um, which is I think a amazing thing and it also works out the relationship because you're able to say things that you normally wouldn't say I mean like if you're just so confident and I don't know if you don't care about weird situations maybe you talk about these things but I think even then there is a certain aspect to writing a letter and also thinking about the words um, that you put into 
this form of like this in text form and thinking about and reflecting um, that you don't get in a personal conversation like face-to-face conversation and I think that is an amazing tradition or like thing to do I don't yeah you could call it a tradition because you do it every year and um, I think that is just amazing and I already started that Um, now it's just for me the thing to remember the birthdays to do them in advance because you that's not really a thing where oh my god this birthday party is in two hours Um, we're gonna have to leave in 10 minutes and I'm looking for a quick card in my collection of like these old cards that I collected throughout time and gonna write happy birthday and wish you the best of luck on it it's like really it's a deep conversation um through or not a conversation because you don't have the feedback from the other person but you give them a message that is really um heavy-hearted and has a big meaning behind it and you wish them something that is truly authentic and not like oh i wish you the best of life and to stay healthy and stay happy and stuff it's a really it could also be critique it could also be critique it's like a really um heavy letter that you give to them on their birthday and i think that is an amazing tradition to inherit and i already started it as i mentioned Um, and i think you should consider that also and maybe think about how you could implement this into your life and the last one actually which kind of kicked off sort of me thinking about these traditions that i want to and inherited from kim k was a memory box and a memory box is basically as she presented it in her story i think it was as well in her story um pretty much um a normal box that you would have in your basement or wherever we keep your stuff from your childhood from uh maybe 10 years ago from the old times basically um and usually i think what happens is that you have this sort of place where you keep all your stuff um from your childhood which is probably like 10 boxes then you have a bunch of trash there you have clothes you have books you have um i don't know you have toys obviously um when we're talking about childhood stuff images photos um paintings maybe drawings from you sketches um and what what the gist of this memory box is is to get more minimalistic and think how will the things that I keep influence my state in the future. And what I mean, that's maybe a little bit too complex and um, stated um, to, I don't know, com- complex in general. Because what I mean is when you look into this box, everything that you get out of there, you should have either a deep connection with it um, or you should be able to tell a story with it. And the idea behind this is when you put the stuff into this box and 10 years later for example you have kids then or you have a you have a wife girlfriend whatever you have someone or just for yourself as well that you want to talk about it in this sense then you're able to open up this box that has so many different things in it um, but every single thing has meaning to you and i think that is such a powerful thing and especially when you compare it to just keeping everything keeping like 10,000 toys where you pretty much don't remember 9,000 of them 
And what the gist of this is, is that you take all your stuff, all your memories, basically all the toys, the images, the books, the clothing, maybe from when you were a child or a teenager, depends on how old you are, um, and really pick the most important things and then put them into this box. And this box is like, um, like the holy grail, not like that, but you want to really pay attention to this box and make sure that it doesn't get lost, it doesn't get um, broken up or someone puts some trash into there, um, just something that they want to put to the side and then decide, oh, see, there's this box, it's only half empty, let's put my stuff in there. Um, you want to make sure that there's good attention on this box, but I think when you are able to sustain that throughout time, this is also a great thing to do. Because really then you're able to um, look back into the times where you were able to to minimize down on the memories that you wanted to create and now you're able to open up this box and look at your past in a really concentrated and amazing manner, I think. And also goes a little bit, I, I had to think of this quote by Picasso, which um, said, art is the elimination of the unnecessary. And if you think about it in some sense, <laughs> I don't know, it's sort of art because you're eliminating the unnecessary um, and only keep the things that have big meaning or you can share a story about. And I think that is an amazing thing to do and an amazing way of keeping things like childhood memories and maybe to give you a quick example, um, one example would, for example, be the stuff that you have from school. So all these folders, all these um, papers, I don't know, everything that you got from school. And I kept those in the box and it's it, it just ended up having like 30 folders of my middle school life. And the question is just like, will I ever look at them again, especially, for example, math which is like really just a folder with a bunch of numbers in there and paper and that's pretty much it. Um, and re-reducing that down to the most important folders, which came out to be only like three of them or something, where, for example, I was writing a text that established a deep emotion as well as being able to share a story with it. And I think if you sort of take that mindset when you minimize down on the on the stuff that you keep that you maybe would consider your memories but also 90% of it is actually trash <laughs> and i think that is an amazing way of minimizing down and also being a little bit little bit more minimalistic and when you think about it to be honest let's say you move out in 20 years what is going to happen really with all the stuff that you keep if if you're the kind of person i, I don't know if it's normal to be like that but i think that it is, um, you're not really going to look at every single thing because there is a bunch of, a lot of distractions actually in there. So you're actually sort of confused and probably going to give up at some point. And there's really two options. Either you take the entire stuff and put it into your new home, or the other option would be that you just um, put everything into the trash and get it away from you. So then you maybe lost a bunch of amazing memories or stories to be told. And I think to avoid that and to really complement that and say that we have this place here where we got a bunch of emotions and stories really 
um, brought to this place, I think is an amazing thing, especially because you can really easy move with it if it's only one box. I mean, it doesn't have to um, be only one box. If you got so many things that you share a deep connection with, it could be two to three. But the idea behind it, I think you got the idea that you, you're you not going to keep 30 things if there are the same things and they don't really change if you would only keep one thing. I think you sort of got the gist of the memory box mentality here. And I think this is also an amazing thing that I inherited from Kim Kardashian. Um, and these are really the three things that I'm that I'm aware of. Maybe there's probably more. Um, but I think these three things, I wanted to really share them with people because I think they're actually amazing. And I think you should consider every single one of them. And when I was looking through my old stuff, I saw a bunch of drawings, a bunch of sketches from me back in the day, and I saw that I was um, designing, actually, or like drawing um, book covers, but I was never actually writing a book. And I shared this on my Instagram story for the people that saw it. That was sort of funny because I was saying like, yeah, I was experiencing writer's block at six years old. And to be honest, <laughs> the funniest thing is I didn't even, I, I think I didn't even finish the first sentence. So I have like this book um, where it says like the title and the author, which would be me, obviously, um, some graphic stuff and a drawing. And then you open it up and then you like in a real book, you have the title again. Um, but this time just like in normal type and then you have my name on there and I think the year or something and then you open it up again <laughs> to the next page and then you have the um, chapter title <laughs> and then you have the first sentence and what was so funny is seeing that I was doing multiple versions of these books of like where I was designing the cover but not writing the text. And I think that was sort of an interesting revelation going back to my childhood and the way that we are conditioned and the way that I am myself um, was interesting to see that I am a person that does stuff like this. Um, And I was seeing the connections to other projects that I wanted to start but never really got to push through, finish um, or have something there. Um, I just pretty much wanted to design the book, but not really write the book. And I think that is an interesting thing because now I could come to the conclusion and say, oh shoot, I did this when I was six years old. I started things, I was able to design a book cover, but not write the book, basically. Um, And now there's two ways of thinking about this. Either I come to the conclusion and say, okay, I'm that sort of type of person. I was born that way. Um, And that means that I'm only going to be able to be, for example, a good book designer, but I will never be able to write a book. That's one side of looking at this. And I think the other side is just getting the awareness that I am conditioned that way, but also having the awareness that I'm able to change that, that I'm able to design the book cover and then push through and actually write throughout the whole book. And I think there was this, I think I touched on writer's blog and the way that things hold you off from things. last week already uh, connecting this with writer's block and I think that is an interesting mentality to think about what if someone would have encouraged me to just write something and write something bad just for the gist of finishing this book and I think maybe that that could be something where um I don't know if you want to call it that nah I think you but 
your parents or people that influenced you while I was doing these things could have encouraged you um, to finish this book. But, you know, that's sort of like a debate that I don't want to open up because that's really something that is open to the parents that um, sort of like teach their child how to do things. And I think it's... it it. But it could have been a possibility. It could have been a possibility. And I think it's really interesting to look at these things from a perspective of a future parent of like, honestly, I'm so fucking scared of becoming a parent ever because there's so much that you need to think about because everything influences everything. So that I'm just like re-paralyzed and we're thinking, oh my God, <laughs> that's a heavy job. Um, but also um, connecting that to writer's block you can't make it perfect because with a child it's a living thing and you just can do your best but you will never be able to make it perfect i think and there's really no way of thinking that perfection could ever be accomplished because it's a living thing and because perfection doesn't exist but with having the child living and seeing like real proof of like there's not going to be 100% perfection but i think with a book you could sort of create this illusion or get the illusion that there is a possibility for perfection and i think that is an interesting way of thinking about things um when it comes to doing something or committing to something and working on something the illusion of perfection and that you're able to see that with a child that it's not going to be possible to have 100% perfection um, just by it being a living thing but with a book you could think that there is perfection but there is really not um, so I think that was an interesting thing to just discover in these memories and the stuff that I kept from back in the days and obviously that went right into the memory box and because I think that was just an interesting thing to realize and understand like okay I was conditioned that way but I don't have to stay that way but it's a good thing to be aware of it's been like that for a really long time so it's obviously hard to change that and to do it a different way but I think that was actually really interesting. I think the last thing that I want to touch on, um, other than on like this coronavirus time, um, is I think I was um, seeing this interview by Anna Winter, the head editor or like chief editor from Woke, and she was talking about this really, really interesting principle of leading versus following. And I think she wasn't actually looking at it from a abstract view like that but i was sort of like transforming her words into this abstract principle and i think that was an interesting thing to think about because when you look at it what today's advice or like the majority of advice is like when it comes to for example creating content or also if you would say to me today um i get the job to design a magazine um, throughout not only the cover <laughs> because an entire magazine um, I think that would be heavily influenced by what people want I would probably go the way of looking at what people are interested in maybe A-B testing or something um, user testing finding out what they're interested in looking into their followings on instagram like what they follow like really analyzing what people are interested in and then sharing them what they want to see but 
sort of like the aspect or a perspective that woke is coming from is a whole different thing because they're leading and they're showing something and they're not looking for what people want to see rather they're doing actually the complete opposite they're showing something that people don't want to see and i think that was such an interesting thing to realize because um when you really just as a, and i think like the first um view of looking at things is like from marketers perspective is giving people something that they want um and the other thing is giving people something that they don't want but initially want because they want to have um sort of like this discussion and conversation and also this conflict of like oh i don't want this but i do want to engage with it in order to grow in personal growth um so i think that was an interesting thing to look at the difference between woke and for example a youtube channel for example like t- um what would be a greatest example I think the reporter and also what are these other Jubilee is also a cool um, channel which could sort of go in that direction and the other channel I can't recall the name but like for the news or the media outlets today I think they that are heavily re, um, related to doing what people want to see and the advice that people have or the most content um, experts they give the advice of giving the people what they want to see but i think that was an interesting thing to see sort of this difference between leading and following and really you're following the people you're giving them something but you follow what they want and that is obviously a great thing um but it it was interesting to look at the other side of like leading and being someone that is different and doesn't give people what they want and the power of leading and not giving what they want for example they want green dresses and then you're going to give them blue dresses but giving them a blue dress in a magazine cover for example it's a different thing because then they're going to be like oh shoot i don't want that but i'm also sort of attracted to it because it's something new it's something outstanding and it creates conversation and i think it's an it's an interesting thing to think about and i think also um the question is when are you able to lead are you only able to lead in a certain authority um level for example as vogue right now is in or would you be able to lead as a young designer or as a young magazine um editor are you able to lead there is this the right time to lead or do you need to follow first and then lead or do you lead from the start i think this is amazing um thing to think about which is really was a huge relation for me this week because i, I was just thinking before like okay you obviously need to do for the people um you're not going to do what you want you you're going to do what they want to see um but actually what they want to see could also be a change and could be something that comes from you but i think there's also like a different dynamic of like leading in terms of like being able to present them something different and then something coming from an egotistical standpoint of something like i want you to see that because i like it i think there's also a different thing um in looking at something subjective and objective and i think when you say i want you to look something because i like it you're coming from a also from a different perspective and i think these could be two things of leading um then 
I want you to give this not because I like it, but because it is beneficial for you. And I think that was a new dimension added to my sort of overall paradigm and thinking that was really interesting to understand this week, that there is also power in leading and being a thought leader and an innovator and showing people something new instead of just following what people want to see. Because when you only follow what people want to see, there's never going to be something new. So that was an interesting revelation this week. So I would say that it is is it for this episode because I need to actually continue with work and then we also got already like look at that we already got half an hour um we're running on perfect time um pretty much coming up this week is a bunch of work at home um as well as doing a little bit of um taking a little caution of the coronavirus yes sir the coronavirus um so that's gonna be pretty much it I think it's not gonna be that much. I'm not gonna really go out. Pretty much can't really go out at this point. I think there's also probably gonna be an entire lockdown where you can't even go out. Um, but we're gonna see what's gonna happen with that. Um, I really do encourage you though to get informed on like what this virus is actually about and then how you can prevent it and then don't really go crazy completely. I don't know at this point if you should avoid social gatherings. Obviously, that is for sure. But like, I mean, social interactions, that, that's what I mean. I'm not sure if you should avoid those. Um, so, for example, meeting with friends would be example of a social interaction. <laughs> um, so I think I'm not sure if you should go to that extent or if you have to um, at this point. Obviously, it depends on the location, probably. Um, but you should be a little bit more cautious. I think that's something that is the right way to go about things. So maybe if I'll be able to get around with it, I'm gonna do a coronavirus <laughs> episode. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast and see you in the next week. Bye. Bye.